guys, and welcome back to the Brown Girl White Coat Podcast. My name is Sai, like a sigh of relief, and I'm a brown girl. I am Indian, and I am an MS1, or first year, in med school, and I'm finally back in med school. I've been on winter break for the past almost three and a half weeks. It's been so great to have that kind of break and just chill and relax with my family. But as of yesterday morning, I am back in classes. Yes, we did start class back on January 2nd, which is so, mm, I don't feel great about it. But yeah, I actually got on a flight yesterday morning at about 6 a.m. and headed back to Texas. And here I am recording this podcast. We've had class for about one day and I'm already swamped. I feel behind. Life is crazy. We're doing head and neck, which is supposed to be one of the hardest things to learn. And everything's different. We're finally done with foundations, which was our kind of laying down the foundation course in med school, getting all the review out of the way, getting down everything that we're supposed to know to go into terms three, four, and five in the rest of this year with all the knowledge that we need. And they expect us to remember all of it. So (laughs) that's what brings me to this week's episode. We are going to be talking all about study tips and how to be productive, how to get the things you want to get done, done, and how to plan and budget time. And this is coming from someone in med school, so I haven't figured it out completely, but I do have some tips that I feel like I've learned here from people older than me or professors or things that I just really didn't know in undergrad that I'm like, wow, if I had studied that way in undergrad, I would have just killed it if I had just put in that much effort in undergrad or high school that I am doing currently, I would have just knocked it out of the park but I didn't. And so I'm here to give you all the tips that I've learned in med school. So hopefully you can apply them to whatever field you are currently in. These will hopefully apply regardless of if you're in another science field or in the humanities or in art or literally anything. So hopefully these are helpful. And like always, we're going to get started with our highs and lows, my highs and lows for this week. And let's just get into it. So I'm actually going to start with my low for the week because I really feel like that's just the mood right now. So I got in on a plane at about 8.30 a.m. into Texas and I had class starting at 8 a.m. And so by the time I got home, it was around, you know, maybe like 9.30, 10. I passed out for about 20 minutes because I was so tired um, because I'd gotten up at 3.30 to catch this flight. And then I tried to sleep on the plane, but it just was not working. Usually I can find some very restful sleep on planes, but there was just too much going on on that plane. I think I was a bit nervous about, you know, starting back up again. And so I just didn't sleep the best that I could on the plane. And I just felt groggy the entire day. I hadn't unpacked any of my stuff from winter break. And mind you, I had brought a 53 pound bag from Ohio back to Texas. And so I had a lot of clothes to unpack. I had a lot of new stuff that I just filled in there that I had to find a place for here in my room. And just having things not be their cleanest just bugs me. I'm also just lazy to clean it, so that's not a very good combination. But last night around 11 p.m., I was like, I cannot study anymore. And so I cleaned up everything. I cleaned my room, wiped my counters down in my bathroom, unpacked everything. And I was like FaceTiming my boyfriend, FaceTiming another friend while I was doing that and felt a lot more productive today because everything was so much cleaner. And so I don't know if you guys ever feel that way. I just feel so much better about my mental state and my life 
when my room is clean. I really feel like my mental state is reflected in the state of my room. So if it's a complete mess, you probably know that it's like final season and I don't have time to clean or do any of that. So I woke up today and if you do know me, you know that I like to get up early. Um, I do love my sleep, but as of lately, I do like to get up early, you know, around six or seven and start my day off right, have that coffee and a good breakfast in the morning. And so I did kind of turn around that low this morning when I woke up, I had a really productive day. I felt good because I'd unpacked everything and I didn't trip over my suitcase while waking up. And so that just felt really good. So I kind of turned around my low a little bit and I am ready to take on this term. So that's a little bit a part of my high. I feel so much better about term three going into today. It's literally that quick of a change just over the period of 12 hours that I feel so much better about the information that we learned yesterday. So that just goes to show how quickly things can change here, how quickly your mindset can change once you feel like you can actually conquer this information. And so I am going into term three. I am ready to take on this material. I am not going to let it daunt me or haunt me or make me feel less than I'm going to conquer it. I feel great because I am recording this podcast because I'm staying up to date with my schedule, although I will have a little bit of an announcement if anyone cares about that. I actually am going to decrease the amount of times that I'm uploading just because I really want to produce quality things and talk about things that are actually concerning me, things that I think other people would like to hear about, and I think I need a bit more time in my schedule to do that. So I'm going to be uploading bi-weekly, is that how you say it? Once every two weeks. So hopefully that will be okay with people that are listening. So my next episode will be in two weeks from this Sunday and I do need to you know kind of prioritize a little bit going into this term I know that it's going to take a lot of work and so I just need to anticipate that ahead of time I'm also going to try and edit the podcast just a little bit less I did edit the episode with my sister because we went on so many tangents and talked so much about completely different topics than what I was even trying to convey on the podcast so I kind of had to edit that down a little bit and my mom came downstairs at one point as you guys probably heard and so I had to edit around that a little bit and it just took a lot of time which I definitely had a lot to spare during winter break hopefully that doesn't make too big of a difference <laughs> going back into my high now I am just really ready to take on this term I feel like it's going to be really interesting the brain has always been super interesting to me and we're finally getting into the nitty-gritty of that we're going to do neuro next block but you know we're learning a little bit of it now and we're also doing pharmacology and head and neck anatomy and things just seem really interesting they're really going to matter in the future. So I am just taking everything that I can take in in. Also, I'm just super excited about this new iPad. My sister is a lovely person and she feels like a hotshot because she's finally earning money after like four years of med school. She's finally earning money and she just wants to spoil her family like she talked about. And so she bought me the beautiful iPad Pro. I have the 11 inch and it came or it didn't come with. I added the iPad pencil to it, the second generation. And I've been loving taking notes on it. It's only been two days, but now I'm like, what did I ever do without this. So that is one of my favorite products, but it's also a part of my high because I honestly am just excited about taking notes on this thing. It's making things so easy. I'm actually recording the podcast on my iPad right now, and I think the sound quality is a little bit better than any of the iPhones, so that's good to hear as well. I'm just really excited to have this new little gadget, and it's just making my life easier. I know a lot of people can't get that or can't afford it. I certainly couldn't if my sister hadn't bought it for me. If you are 
in the market, if you're shopping around for a better note-taking device, if you're trying to go paperless, I personally was because I would take little one-page summaries on all of our lectures. I would take those on plain white paper. It was getting really, really hard to organize and just keep neat and study from it later. And so I think the iPad will make that whole process a bit more convenient. Something else that kind of relates to study tips, but also to just lifestyle in general, I have my parents to thank for this amazing Christmas gift. They bought me a Nespresso Essenza Mini, which is the smallest Nespresso. I think it was pretty inexpensive. I think about 80, to 80 or $90. And it makes the best cup of espresso that I've ever had, honestly. I haven't reordered the pods yet, and so I'm kind of upset about that because I can't make any in the past like couple days, but they are on their way, and I'm addicted. I need to start my day off with a latte now, and it's just such a bad habit, but I don't think I'm ever going to stop making espresso or stop making lattes. So if you are in the market for an espresso or a really good espresso machine, the es uh, Nespresso Essenza Mini is a really good option because I don't have a ton of space in my apartment, and the counter in my kitchen are pretty small so they don't have a lot of space and so the Ascensa Mini just fits really perfectly on the side. It's super small. It's smaller than like a Keurig or anything. It's about half the size. And the pods just make it so easy. They're not cheap and they're probably not great for the earth, but they just make it so easy to drink a really good cup of coffee. Yeah, so it came with a little milk frother so I can froth up my lactate or my soy milk or my almond milk, put it into my coffee, and it just makes me feel like I'm having a great day. It puts me in a really good mood in the mornings. Those are my products that I am just loving at the moment. They both happen to be Christmas gifts from my lovely, lovely family and things that I probably needed in my life a long time ago, but I'm so happy that I have them now. A few more things that might aid your studying in 2019. Some really good playlists that I found on Spotify are the Chill Lo-Fi Study Beats and Your Favorite Coffee House. I listen to Your Favorite Coffee House in the mornings while I'm making my breakfast or while I'm making little to-do lists or anything that doesn't take too much, you know, headspace to do. And then when I'm really trying to study or do Anki, which I will talk about later, I listen to chill lo-fi study beats. I also like to listen to, let me see what else there is. Oh, there's one called Study Vibes, and I think it's by like Spotify UK or something. That one is really good too. It's all kind of in the same family, like very chill beats that don't have too many lyrics and yeah they won't distract you or if you're like me you won't feel the need to want to sing everything that is being played so those are really good to study too if you have any recommendations for study playlists please send me them any way that you can i am on instagram at cybear s-a-i-e bear like a polar bear and yeah so if you have any recommendations send them my way i'm always looking for new stuff because my brain literally remembers the beats even, then I just wanna like hum along. I definitely need new stuff. <laughs> so let's get into the meat of this podcast, which is going to be all about study tips and how I've been studying here in med school for the past one semester or so, and what has really been working for me in the future, I really hope to bring on some other med school colleagues of mine so that they can talk about this too, because honestly, everybody studies so differently. Different things are going to work for different people and yada, yada, yada. I won't give you that whole spiel. Let's just get into exactly what I do. So I just wanted to quickly mention this, but I think mindset is so, so important. I've talked a little bit about being a sociology major and how I feel like 
I was a little bit of an underdog while starting medical school. That kind of played into a bit of, you know, insecurities about not being prepared, everyone else knowing so much more than I did. But it turns out everyone in med school is feeling that way. So if you have a mindset like that, if sometimes you doubt yourself, you doubt if you can complete a certain task on time, or if you, you doubt that, you know, you can complete it to the best of your ability, half of it is mindset. So you just need to realize that whether you're in graduate school, med school, if you're an undergrad and you're trying to get to med school, you just have to believe that you deserve it, honestly. I know that I still experience that type of underdog feeling a lot. It's called imposter syndrome. And hopefully I'll make a new episode talking exactly about that and what that all entails. But essentially... I have this little message board. I'm looking at it right now in my room and it says you are meant to be here. And in other words, you deserve to be here. So if you're in med school, you better freaking believe that you deserve to be there. And I know it's like the second semester, but I know there's people out there that definitely feel this way still. So just know that, you know, you need to work your butt off. You need to study hard and you deserve to be wherever you are just as much as anyone else around you deserves to be there. So half of it is about mindset. Have the confidence in yourself that you can complete this task, that you can memorize all of this information. And I think that mindset is a huge part of it. So don't let anything bog you down. Don't get distracted. Stay focused. And that was just a little bit of a pep talk something that I also need to hear. So if you needed to hear that, there's your sign. Go out and get what you want. It's 2019. It's your year. Go out and get exactly what you feel that you deserve, you know? At the same time, med school is also a super humbling experience. You realize that there are so many people around you that really know what they're doing. They figured out their study study habits and all of that. And so it really humbles you because you realize how little you do know and how hard you have to work to get to where you want to be. So definitely stay humble as well as having that kind of inner self-confidence that you need to do well, to state answers in class or in anatomy lab. Just state the answer that you're thinking without the fear of being wrong. Because like my sister said in last week's podcast, when you get something wrong, you are so much more likely to remember it. So just go through 2019 with that mindset that if I get something wrong, I'm just going to remember it more. So don't be afraid to be wrong. With all that said, let's get into some of the study habits and tips and tricks that I've picked up in this past semester. So I'm going to mention this first because honestly, I think this is really important. If you are in my med school class and you don't use Anki, you can just exit out right Right now because you're probably roll your eyes the more I keep talking about it. So Anki is actually a desktop app. You can download it for free on your laptop, but I think it costs to put it onto any phone or mobile device. So Anki is essentially Quizlet style flashcards, except it is really useful for that spaced repetition that everyone tells you you should do that is super important for memory in med school. So it lets you make your own cards or you can import cards that other people have already made. And that is one of the biggest advantages of my medical school because most of our lectures have Anki decks made for them already, if that makes sense. So you don't have to waste a lot of time making your own Ankis. You can just study the exact Ankis that come from the lecture that people have already made. 
So I'm looking at an Anki card right now. I'm looking at a close card. I think it's called a close card. So you can, you know, write a whole paragraph or a sentence or two and just, you know, edit out certain words. And then when you go back and you're answering, you'll have to just fill in those blanks. Another advantage of Anki is that you can pick how much time you want in between when you're seeing the card now and when you see the card in the future. So say I'm looking at this card right here. It says, what is cranial nerve five? And I answered it already. It's the trigeminal nerve. It's another name for it. And it says, um, is it sensory or motor? And it is both. So I know this card. I can pretty much hit easy and it'll repeat the card back to me in one day. That's kind of how that works. It's kind of not very user-friendly, but once you figure it out and you try it for yourself, it gets to be really easy and you will get addicted if this is kind of the way that you learn. But my biggest tip for Anki would definitely be to go onto like a YouTube tutorial or something like that and just watch it and figure out how to add your own decks, how to edit certain decks, how to import decks, things like that. So just figure it out before you start if you have some free time because it can be a little bit complicated. Another thing I wanted to talk about is studying with a group or studying by yourself. I get that question, of, I've gotten that question a few times in my Instagram DMs. Someone asks if I do study better with a group and the answer is I personally don't study with a group until it's right around exam time. In med school, people are on completely different lectures. So certain people who stream will purposefully fall a day behind because our lectures come out on video where you can stream them pretty much the next day. So if you fall a day behind, you can stream your lectures in the morning, just like everybody else, but you'll just be a day behind. So it's kind of hard to study with a group when everybody is going at a different pace and when no one, when certain people are going to study, you know, two weeks before an exam, certain people are going to study every day. It's just going to be different based on different learning styles. So I find that group study really doesn't help unless it's, you know, right before an exam and you're kind of on the same page and you guys can quiz each other and just make sure everyone, you know, knows the things that everyone else finds important, if that makes sense. So I usually study by myself in my house or in a coffee shop or lately it's been mostly studying at school in the study rooms at school and I will study by myself pretty much all the time until about a week before the exam and then I need that kind of extra motivation from other people that are also studying and just to be around people to kind of feel motivated and get myself going. So that brings me to where do I like to study? I mentioned I study at school in the study rooms. I personally don't like it to be super, super quiet. <laughs> if you know me, you know that I love the standing desks. Standing desks just increase productivity, at least for me. I love just, you know, stretching my legs out and just not, you know, sitting cross-legged for the entire day. It makes me feel more productive. It keeps me awake. So if you do have standing desks, I just recommend that highly. I also got one for my desk at home. When I'm studying at school and I'm struggling to stay awake, the standing desk definitely, definitely helps. So I will study usually where it's kind of loud. People are talking, people are walking around, and I will put on some noise-canceling headphones and just kind of drown all that out, but still have people walking around around me, if that makes sense. I don't know why that happens, but it just prevents me from being super distracted or getting on my computer and doing something 
completely unrelated to what I'm studying. So if you've kind of figured out what study method works best for you, you probably, you know, like to study at a coffee shop because you can get some coffee and food whenever you want or at home. So you have access to your fridge Um, or maybe you just like being somewhere super quiet so that you can be in your own thoughts. So just figure out where you like to study. What I do probably doesn't work for everyone but I just need to be around people or I will lose motivation. I also wanted to talk a little bit about making study charts or study grids. In med school, this can be super helpful. So I just use Microsoft Excel and I will make a list of all of the lectures that we have at the beginning of the term. So we get a schedule of all of our lectures and I will just copy paste that all into a Microsoft Excel document and make some columns on what I want to do with those lectures. So say I want to go to lecture or watch lecture rather because I do stream. (laughs) So I will watch lecture. Then I will maybe just look through the PowerPoint one time, just kind of get the information back in my head if it's been a while since I watched lecture. Then I will make a one page summary. So everything that I gained from that lecture, I will just write down. Um, Usually it's been on white paper. I will just, you know, jot down some notes with some headings that I remember from the PowerPoint. And then I will go back through my one pager and just kind of, you know, add those details that I might have missed. And then the last thing I do is the Anki to test myself. And so on my little study grid, I'll have these things written down. And every time I complete something, I just check it off the list. And that makes it really easy to remember, oh, I've gone through this lecture. Oh, maybe I didn't watch this lecture. I completely forgot to, or I was really busy that day and I didn't get to it. So it reminds you of those things when exam time comes, you're like, oh, wait, I have watched every lecture except for one. Let me make sure I go back and do that just in case there's a question from that lecture. So I think that making those study grids really helps. It keeps you accountable. And I find that that's pretty helpful when it comes finals time to figure out what you need to review. So now that I've mentioned getting an iPad like 50 bajillion times and just being super happy about it, I have also been using an app on there to take notes. I use Notability and I was actually between GoodNotes or Notability, which is like the internet debate of all time. And so I just decided to go with Notability simply because my sister already had it on her iPad. So I like stole it from her through the app store. I had no idea you could do that, but if you are in a family sharing kind of situation on iCloud, you can steal apps from people that they have paid for and you don't have to pay for them again. So pro tip, (laughs) I got Notability and it's been cool. You can, you know, add lines to the paper. You can copy paste different diagrams around that you've drawn. It's just very user friendly and I really like it. Maybe one of these days I will try GoodNotes and see how it compares and if I like it any better than that. But Notability has been working fine for me right now and it's really nice to organize all my notes into different little dividers or folders. You can have multiple documents open at the same time. You can highlight, you can write in different colors and uh, import PDFs, which is what I've been doing for this term. I've been basically importing my PowerPoints from my lectures and then just kind of writing all over them, making notes, putting stars around things that they said would be testable material and just keeping track of things like that. So I would highly recommend that even if you aren't using 
using some type of electronic device, I would highly recommend that you import your PDFs into some sort of app or get a PDF editor and you can just write all over your PDFs. What I was doing before uh, I kind of restructured for this term was I would import all of our PowerPoints into Microsoft OneNote and then I could just type notes on the side and I could circle things or anything like that with just my mouse and that was working perfectly fine for me too. So Microsoft OneNote, I highly recommend that as well. I also use that with my iPad since I don't have an Apple or I don't have a MacBook. So I will, after I'm done annotating all of my PowerPoints and everything in Notability, I will just send them off to Microsoft OneNote so that I can open them up on my computer since it all syncs with the Microsoft apps. And in that way, I've been able to have maybe one PowerPoint or one diagram open on my laptop and then something else open on my iPad. And I find that that's really helpful as well. Now, med school is definitely a huge overload of information. Like my sister said in last week's podcast, it's basically like drinking from a fire hydrant. You don't know how to really do it until you test out all of these study strategies and find out what really works best for you. So something else that has been working tremendously for me, probably the best study tip that I could give you, but also slightly the most time consuming, depending on what you really do with it, is making these cute, quippy visual devices to remember things that it might not have anything to do with med school. And that's probably why it sticks because it's just so easy to remember. So I'll give you an example because I don't quite know how to explain it. So it's kind of like sketchy, um, but you make your own sketchy and it just makes it really stick in your brain. Last term, we had to remember what the enzyme defect was in a bunch of different diseases. And Cori disease was one of them. And it was a defect in a transferase enzyme. And so how do I remember that when there's like seven other diseases that all have different enzyme defects? Like one of them's a hydrolase and one of them is a blah, blah, blah. So I remembered Corey, like Corey in the house, who was transferred to the White House from his home in, I think, San Francisco. And I don't know why, but that just stuck so well. So Corey disease is a defect in a transferase enzyme. Hopefully that makes sense. Maybe my brain is just odd. Also just writing down little pictures. Like I, I drew a stick figure and I labeled it Corey and then I moved him into the White House. And that just helped everything just stick in my brain because I do tend to be a visual person. And if I write something down myself, if I draw something down myself, I'm more likely to remember it than if I just watch a video about different mnemonics. Another one, I'll just give you another example just in case that one made no sense. So we learned POMP disease, I think it's called POMP. And so POMP to me sounds like pump, which is your heart, like pumping blood to your body. So pump disease can result in cardiac defects as well as, let's see, pump. Oh yeah, pump is like Pompeii, which is the city that burned down. And so they didn't have water. <laughs> so it was a defect in a hydrolase enzyme. Please let me know if that makes sense. Is there a name for this type of study method? I sure hope so. Let me know if you know what that is. Anyways, my point is that these are the methods that end up sticking. You know, you're not just going to memorize a wide variety of information by just looking at it or just writing it down passively. You really have to adopt some methods of active learning. So like making these visuals or making your own mnemonics or learning other mnemonics and drawing pictures that go along with them. Those are the kinds of things that your brain is literally never going 
going to forget. And my last little piece of advice is staying consistent with any methods that you do end up choosing. It can be very tempting to try something for a week and be like, this is not working at all. I'm just going to try something completely different. But I think that in the end, that ends up wasting time. So just find a method that, you know, a lot of people around you are using. It's a tried and true method for me and my medical school and my community here. Everybody, mostly everybody loves Anki and they take notes on PowerPoints and stuff like that. So that's what I adopted as my method of studying. It's been working for me. I just have to, you know, fine tune it a little bit more. And just one last little word, the studying New Year's resolutions are only going to stick and you're only going to do better academically if you at least try to make studying a little bit fun. So take my advice, do listen to those Spotify playlists that I recommended, make the atmosphere that you're studying in one that can be kind of fun. So what I will do is light my little candle right now. It smells like pine. I forget what the name is exactly, but I'll go ahead and light my candle. I'll make myself a warm cup of coffee or a latte or something like that and I'll sit down and kind of zone out to this music and really focus on what I'm studying. So hopefully, you know, making that kind of environment for yourself, getting that atmosphere really puts you in the mood to get some work done. Another thing, if you try out any of these study tips, if you go home and you try Anki or Quizlet if that's more your thing, or maybe you make a study grid and that helps you stay a little bit more organized this semester, let me know if that helped. Um, I would love to get some feedback on that. And if you're a med student and you already knew all of this, thank you for listening till the very end. You are a trooper, I tell you. And if you have any tips for me, please send them my way because honestly, this term is going to be a doozy, but hopefully it'll just be really fun all the while. And one last little note, I know that earlier in this podcast, I said that I was going to upload bi-weekly or once every two weeks. So the next episode is going to be coming out on January 20th. So look out for that. And right now I'm thinking it's going to be a little bit about health and fitness because that has been a complete passion of mine ever since the new year started and for months now so I've really just been trying to work out get fit and doing it all the while you know maintaining this super busy schedule and so if I can shed a little bit of light on that or kind of just start a discussion about it I think that would be really fun and if you have any questions about anything that I've talked about here my Instagram is cybear s-a-i-e bear like a polar bear and I don't know why I want to say that because I mean you can spell bear several different ways and hopefully this podcast episode has been helpful to you guys in some way. And before you exit out, let me just remind you that it helps me out so, so much if you were to give me a rating on iTunes and follow me on Spotify. And I'm pretty sure on iTunes, you can also write reviews. So if you have any feedback for me, I would love to hear it. And if there's anything you can take from here, if you want to remember the information, if you're passionate about a subject, just remember that any form of active learning is how you're going to retain the information. So whether it's Anki, whether it's testing yourself through Quizlet or kind of just going through your head and quizzing yourself and seeing if you actually know the information or drawing little pictures and you know really engaging with the material that's how you're going to master information no more of that passive note taking no more of that because you really don't retain too much information that way but yeah so that's the best advice that I can give to anyone in undergrad or high school about studying also I would love to hear if you would like more or less lifestyle related topics on this podcast whether you like it when I mention things like getting an espresso and my favorite coffee pods or things like that or if you would rather I just keep it you know on topic and just talk about med school related things thank you for listening to this podcast look out for next week's episode and thanks for making this a part of your day or evening wherever you are